You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, good evening everybody. Welcome to It Came From Gen X. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Keith Porter, a.k.a. Porterhouse, along with Michael Skinner, a.k.a. Skinbone, and the man himself, Brian Fisher, also known as Fishbone. What's going on, fellas? How are you? Yeah, the, the thumbs. That's what you give the thumbs. <laughs> I, I you, you know there's there's, there's an audio podcast going yeah. on here too, guys. We're, I don't we're, know if you know that or not. Skinner and I is pointing at each other. I am well. I had a great weekend. <laughs> uh, was, I had a nice evening with Allie on Friday. Just stayed home and chilled out, and then uh, uh, full of a birthday celebration weekend. So Saturday was uh, buddy Dean. I do the other podcast with convincing oh, idiots. Yeah. So Good his girl, his girlfriend Megan. It's birthday outing, so we went out to Wadsworth and had a nice evening out there. Checked out the Blue Tip Barbecue and Grill in Wadsworth. It's a newer place, I think, but it's delicious barbecue. Sounds wonderful. First time there. And over to Wadsworth Brewing Company, delicious beer and a nice place over there. And then a Sunday, Allie's father turned 75 on Saturday. So we had a little br- a family gathering on Sunday. I went out to lunch, back over to their place. and. Just nice, uh, nice family, Beautiful. family time, birthday time. And I actually caught up with Coach Cooper and finally gave Amy her birthday gift. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. I told, yeah. I, told, I told her call me when he got back in town last week. I haven't heard from her. So yeah, they were just lazy day. I just happened to catch him. Just happened to catch him and went over there, kind of invited myself over and hung out for a little bit and caught up a little bit. So that was really nice. So okay, so friends, weekend. family weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Oh, me, I had a great weekend as well. I got to uh, get away for a little bit and uh, went up to North Ridgeville, spent the day with my son. Very nice. And his lovely girlfriend, Amy. Um, you know, I was expecting to get up there and do the dad thing and take them both out to dinner. And they were like, nope, sit down, relax. And uh, he cooked dinner. Ah, very and, good. And, yeah, it was a, it was amazing. Made a great chicken Alfredo dish, and uh, we had a great time and had a nice photo shoot. And it was good to get away. We're good to get away. How about you, Skimbo? Ah, hey, yeah, you. We got to see each other as earlier today, and that was yes, nice we to did. You spent the day with Porter. Uh, we had a busy but nice weekend. Uh, us, uh, me and Marcy, ended up uh, on a. I would say double date with Coach Cooper and and Miss Cooper. Uh, we went up to uh, had dinner and then we went up to the House of Blues for a concert uh, that he had scored some tickets on. So great nice. evening! Didn't realize how much me and Marcy needed to get away, and we did and enjoyed it. Oh and, man, always! <laughs> and of course, Sunday was uh, work day at the house, so we can get it up on the market. So, um, okay. but yeah, no good weekend. Glad to uh, glad to have been able to spend. Okay. Well, we are all recovering uh, from the slap hurt around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of different things have happened this week, and we're going to get into that. So, my man, Fish, tell them where they can find the show. All right. You might be listening to us on WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site, play Listen Now, and you can listen to us there. And also, there are other fine content, uh, have other podcasts and music and all kinds of good stuff over there for free. Listen to us whenever you want to on demand on your favorite podcast platforms. Pull us up on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, Sketcher, and more. 
You can also listen to us right on our Facebook page at It Came From Gen X. Pull up our page, give our page a like, give us a subscribe to our podcast right on our Facebook page. So as we drop new episodes, they'll feed there for you and uh, pop in there for free in your podcast feeds. Uh, find links to all of our social media, our YouTube channel, It Came From Gen X, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Uh, can be found on our Linktree account. Just pull up uh, Linktree. It came from Gen X, and it's simply a page with links to all of our social media. Very simple. And our website, it came from Gen X, one word, dot WordPress, also one word, dot com. Pull us up there. All show information is there. Also links to our podcast platforms. We put links to actual episodes through Spotify there too. Video links promos, bios, all that good stuff's there on our website. Go check us out there if you go to one place. And uh, if you choose to sponsor the show, throw a couple bucks our way or whatever, uh, that is also appreciated if you wish to do so. And our, uh, you find that on our uh, website, our Patreon account, patreon.com slash it came from Gen X. You can give us a one-time donation or subscribe, whatever you want to do, or just enjoy the show for free. Whatever you like, we appreciate your support. If you do like our stuff, tell a friend, give us a share, give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, give us a follow, you give us a rating and review if you listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we appreciate your support out there. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, and you can also find us at www.ifyoucan'tfindanothermancallus.com. That's right. right. As so you're listen- given this information, uh, our uh, producer extraordinaire, my pride and joy, my son, Mike Jr., <laughs> texts me, uh, having a little bit of difficulties with our uh, post-production uh, Google Drive uh, account on my computer, and uh, he just made a funny, Uh-oh. that's what got me to tick, got me to chuckle, I apologize. But no, I, I wanted to shout out I thought to- you had gas. No, no, no. I want- <laughs> with that, I want to shout out to uh, Chris Domin- Christophus Dominic. They're at WOMVU. Uh, without him, we probably wouldn't be here today where we're at. And, of course, with Mike Skinner Jr., he is our boss, as we call him. Uh, makes us old geezers sound good. And um, without him, I don't know where we'd be as well. So thanks to both of them, gentlemen. Definitely. And, thank uh, you both. On with the show. All right. So, Skinner, World News, take it away. Yeah, there's uh, so much going on, of course, with, uh, what is it, the Omicron t- A.2 out there, or whatever that is, B.2, I don't even know what it is anymore. I guess uh, B.8.2, re- something like that, yeah. Yeah, starting to wreak havoc over in Great Britain, but, uh, of course, uh, a lot of talk about uh, Mr. Putin uh, over there. Um and we know what's going on with that travesty. But uh, no, today we'll talk about a couple cool things. Uh, biggest one that I'm proud to uh, discuss. Um, we all know that uh, Chief Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what she meant to not only politics, Capitol Hill, but what she meant to uh, ladies, what she meant to history, um, being the second woman to serve on the, the highest court after Sandra O'Connor. Um, and Sandra O'Connor, if you guys didn't know, she was appointed back in 1981 by Ronald Reagan. Uh, but with that, 
Chus, uh, Chief uh, Bader um, is being honored uh, by the Secretary of the Navy uh, for there's a new fueling ship that's going into the fleet. The the oil tankers that go around and fuel all the uh, all the uh, boats out there in the all across the globe. We're gonna name the the newest ship after Chief uh, Justice Vader. Uh, Bader Ginsburg, which I thought was such a great thing, great honor, and well-deserved. I got a quote from the Secretary of the Navy, and he said, Ginsburg is instrumental to why we now have women of all backgrounds, experiences, and talents serving within our ranks, side-by-side with their male sailor and marine counterparts. So he obviously, uh, uh, Ginsburg meant a lot to him for him to have these strong words. So I don't know if you guys have heard about that story, have any feelings about it, but I'm quite proud. As you can see, I've got my uh, red, white, and blue on today and my Air Force hat uh, for this story. Uh, makes me proud to be an American, proud to be an American veteran, U.S. veteran, uh, even though I wasn't in the Navy uh, or Marines, but I was in the Air Force, as you all know, and uh, very proud of that. And we're proud of you. Uh, this is an extraordinary woman who fought uh, not just for uh, civil rights, but gender equality as well, um, the Civil Liberties Union, and different things like that. Um, I, you know, this is the kind of thing where you can see the writing on the wall, and this was uh, the obvious move. Um, she was extraordinary in the fight. She was a very small woman of stature, mm-hmm. um, and you got to understand when she started her fight, things weren't like they are now. You know, uh, women and minorities, period, uh, took a lot of abuse, uh, worked hurt as they should be, and I didn't stop her. So um, I've always been a fan of, of hers. And um, like I said, this could have seen the writing on the wall. This is the obvious move to do of someone of her stature, which there's not very many people of her stature. Fish? Yeah, I don't have much more to add than that. Just a very, it's a very cool way to to honor her, and it's nice to see the military. I mean, I don't know all the names of all the battleships, but it's this is not a obviously a former president. This is not a former military individual, and it's just a very right. cool way to honor an American who made significant uh, contributions in her own right. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So good for her, and it's a nice uh, legacy for her, and uh, I'm sure for her family as well. Sure. And yeah, it's, it's not an automatic because she was a Supreme, Supreme Court justice. I, mm-hmm. I don't think nobody's going to no. be riding on the USS Clarence Thomas anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? So uh, good for her. <laughs> yeah, I know. She didn't get this just because she's Chief Justice. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one of those. So uh, seconds- sorry, I was just saying. Maybe they might no, no, name the. Uh, they might name the uh, one of these massage parlors that Deshaun Watson may go into <laughs> with Clarence Thomas, something like that. I, I don't know. It, it might end up being a, like a Klingon ship or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very possible. On Star Trek, okay. <laughs> hey, what else you got, Skinner? <laughs> You're talking about massage parlors, boy. Miss Marcy had to bite her tongue today talking to you <laughs> down in the living room. We were discussing uh, chiropractors, but he left it wide open for a comment about his past uh, 
experiences and marcy looked at me and she i could see she was biting her tongue it was pretty hysterical <laughs> well thank you marcy <laughs> thanks well marcy. we heard he, he did he didn't he, we already did not leave it wide open actually right that's oh. that is true at, at the uh <laughs> yep that's the colonic yep. joke if i had a drum set right now keith you just there would be a nice yeah, right. there. But i know right by the yep. way yep. fish i i really like that uh darth vader lurking in the background there you want to tell us yes, about it yes behind me here uh is the my original darth vader action figure carrying case from the late 70s so and it was actually full of original figures i had all the original star wars action figures set in that thing and uh yep kept it all these years so they had this one and like c-3po and a couple other classic ones back in the day awesome. so uh right. i've decided to move him onto the my quote-unquote set if you will to uh yeah just keep just keep things keep looking over things make sure everything's okay here with the with the show great earlier today we were talking about uh what you were thinking uh chris and mike skinner jr and also you know thank fisher's daughter peyton uh who did a wonderful job with our logo uh right. i saw the most beautiful cool picture of your daughter today fish uh she's grown up to be so beautiful and i'm gonna say something that's gonna confuse a lot of people <laughs> She's so pretty, but she looks like fish. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, how does that happen? Those of you that know fish are very confused right now. <laughs> she she does look like a young me. Uh, some of her mom is there she too. Does. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she's so pretty. Thank you. A really cool picture of her today. Yeah, she took pictures right. with, with the glasses and the the stalking. Yeah, I love yeah, that they, picture. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Yep. They, they went to go too. see the Cavs game Sunday, and they they had a great time and. Uh, yeah, she took those. Okay. Yeah, thank you. For, I appreciate all that. Right. Absolutely. Skinner, that's all you got for us today, my man? I got one more quick story I thought would be of uh, pretty importance. It's a four-day work week. Have you guys heard about the craze going on around the, really around the globe? Uh, Iceland, uh, for a year, did a test run on a 40-hour, I'm sorry, a four-day, 32-hour-a-week work week. Oh, not even 10 hours a day. Not even so 10 hour days. Wow. Uh, they did 32 hours. And what they found out was that their employees were well rested, engaged. Mm -hmm. Productivity couldn't be any higher than what it was. 78% uh, of the employees were happy with where they were, where they <laughs> Hell were yeah. working. And 63% found out, 63% uh, of the businesses that have converted to this since then have found out that it's easier to attract and retain talent because of this four-day work week. So Iceland, right now, their 86% of their workforce is working four days a week. Think about that. You've got three days a week to rest, do the things you got to do at home. With your family, yeah. mm -hmm. you've got eight. You only got thirty-two hours, and the productivity has to stay the same as if you were working forty. So you think about all the productivity jobs that are out there. People are, from what I was reading and what I was seeing, is there's less meetings. You've got all the upper brass that like to have meetings and sit there for hours on end talking. That's starting to go away to the wayside. And um, so it seems like it's working. I know Amazon 
is working four hour or four days a week. They're doing forty hours, but they're doing four ten hour days. And from my understanding, most of the employees really enjoy it. Uh, they like the extra hmm. day off in the middle of the week I, to get errands done. I was going to say, I, I don't think this would work in America, except only in certain, certain businesses. Um, number one, this is the land of, of supply and demand. Correct. That demand never stops. Um, you know, countries like you mentioned, um, those are countries that can easily the business we can shut down and it's everybody's happy. You know what I'm saying? The, but here in America where there's just so much demand, I don't know if we could function like that. Now I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a, you know, economist or anything like that. I just have a hard time seeing any place being closed for three days and, and such a, a supply and demand type of uh, capitalist, well, uh, situation. to piggyback that real quick, and I'll let you finish, there's actually a manufacturer of specialty vans and mobile homes here in Ohio that have gone to a 32-hour week, week, uh, hour work week, and they are producing as many, if not more, vehicles than they did with 40 hours a week. So okay. Something well, to like think I said, about there. I can see it happen with certain things like yeah. that. That is not mm -hmm. in demand every day. That right. is for certain people who can afford it you know what i mean but I mean, i'm talking about things that are in high demand every single day where companies can't keep up with the with productivity um i don't know it'd be great if it could work i know the the, the business world would probably appreciate it um i hate when i hear people who live these lives where they just work seven days a week or six days a week you know they come home they got six hours to eat, shower, and rest. and bath. I hate hearing that. That's no way to live. You know, that's just no way to live. And I know a lot of people who live for work and think that's the only way they can make it or the way the, the company can run. And I think that's malarkey. We need to slow down a little bit. So I'm all for it. I just have a hard time seeing it happen in certain facets of America. Fish? Yeah, I... Like you say, it depends on the industry. You're right. So if you're talking mm -hmm. poor folks who are making an hourly wage at you know at a restaurant or retail and places like that, you're right. Number one, it'd be hard to staff those places, and if folks who just simply aren't able to get forty hours a week and not get paid for it. Now, if they got paid for forty hours at work, thirty-two, then who knows? But obviously, it's a lot of staffing and planning with that business role when you're on a salaried position. Uh, I, yeah, it's definitely more doable, and I. Yeah. You know, I I love the idea. I really, I mean, I just, I mean, Jesus, right. from a just from a life quality of life perspective. Well, I mean, it's like what about you, the people that work in the like temp industry, and still, right. you know, they're sure. working six days a week and barely still making enough to to get by. Yeah, and then you take a few days from them. You know, that would be very difficult. Yeah, like uh, you see, I manufacturing, business settings, things like that is definitely. I mean, I you know, I'm spoiled these days. So I mean, maybe I'm it's I'm a work corporate business. Yeah, type of idea. I think that's what it is. Maybe a corporate business idea. Sure. And uh, I can see it working like that. Um, take a lot of stress off a lot of people. Yeah. Interesting story. But well, you know, this quick, is not new, Skinner. This has been talked about for years. It has, but it's ma yeah. it's making some traction. And real quick for anybody that's out there listening that are, is a business owner and wants to inquire, there's a fourdayweek.com is a website and a nonprofit organization that is helping businesses transition from a 40-hour, five-day-a-week uh, 
company to a four day a week. It, it was pretty interesting. I, I kind of goofed around a little bit to see when I saw the story and I kind of goofed around a little bit. Um, it very helpful and very good information, but it depends on the sector. Retail obviously cannot manage that. Restaurants, uh, bars, things of that nature, they're going to have to continue the way they are. But, um, you know, productivity like Amazon. Well, let me say this too, because I don't want to, the way I'm thinking is kind of absolute and I shouldn't think that way. It doesn't mean a place has to shut down because they're giving their employees four days, three off. You could have a group that does four days and get three off, but another group that's coming sure. in and working mm-hmm. and, you know, and the place never closes. So I don't want to talk. Absolutely. Like you have to shut down. So maybe it could work if you think about it like that. So, okay. Yeah, I think that All is right, the idea. Gonna- truthfully. Yeah, either way, Skinner, you're right. It's, it's either way. It's, it's just the, it's, it is changing the work dynamic that working remote. Like we are, you definitely have more flexibility. Businesses are more open to that type of stuff. There's weeks I'm sure I'm not working 40 hours every single week. There's other weeks I'm working 45 or more hours every week. So, I mean, I do right. appreciate the flexibility in the business world these days. So I'll just kind of leave it there. So it, do, it does help with quality of life. So, Absolutely. Okay, all right. Thanks, Skinner. All right, let's get on the show, sports and music. And we'll start off with a little bit of music news. So a uh, couple of tidbits, guys, this day in music. Um, 2003, uh, 50 Cent became the best-selling artist in the U.S. so far at that year with his album Get Rich or Die Trying. Sold more than 4 million copies in two months. That is ridiculous. Uh Unbelievable. I remember that album came out. Uh, of course, you know, the hit song, Go Shorty, It's Your Birthday. We're going to party. You know, that was in the club. That was a huge hit song. It was also featured at the uh, halftime Super Bowl show this year. Um, huge song. Great album. Um, I remember the controversy about that because he was up for album or artist of the year, album of the year for the Grammys. And it went to uh, one of my favorite groups, Evanescence. <laughs> mm. And uh, there was a lot of controversy because Evanescence didn't sell nowhere near as many albums as 50 did. And uh, I felt kind of robbed about that. But uh, just a little tidbit about 50 Cent there. Uh, four, four million albums in two months, guys. That's, that's insane. That's crazy to yeah. think about. Yeah, that, that's nuts. Uh, fans of Fifty Fish. I, I not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just not that familiar with this stuff. When I hear a couple songs, okay. I do like it, but right. uh, just never really got into it. Okay, interesting story here, guys. Uh, 2007, this day, uh, a Swedish couple ran into trouble with the authorities after trying to name their baby Metallica. Uh, Michael and Carolina Tomorrow went to the court with the country's National Tax Authority about naming their daughter after the rock band. The six-month-old had been baptized Metallica, but tax officials said the name was inappropriate. Under Swedish law, both first names and surnames need to win the approval of authorities before they can be used. Now, hmm. I'd never heard of anything like this, guys. I mean, wow. Somebody telling you what the name your child, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they couldn't name it after a rock band. You know, I have a 
24-year-old son named Steel, named after the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh Which is borderline criminal right know. there. Let's just let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well said. I find this interesting that uh <laughs> the authorities can tell you what not to name your child. Is this a form of uh censorship or, or what, Skinner? Yeah, you're actually I'm mind boggled that you said that. I yeah, had no I idea. And how long blown ago away they read it? When was this again? Oh, uh, this was 2007. Sweet. Wow. So this is actually very recent. I'm thinking this may have happened yeah. back in the 80s or 90s. No. You're talking like 15 years ago. Yeah. What kind of Stone Age is that country uh, still? What, or what kind of book, laws now, are there? There's been some books? names that I've heard people that has been rejected um, in my church. Names like Nickelback. One of the associate pastors, he has a adopted son, and his name's Messiah. And it bothers me. Uh, You guys know I'm a man of faith. That bothers me. I won't call him that. I call him Psy. I got you. You know what I'm saying? But uh, to tell somebody what you can and cannot name your child, find that most interesting. Any thoughts on that, Fish? Well, in this case, it's a good decision. Let's just be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that poor That's girl true. growing up with a name of talent. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really, you really shouldn't be able to tell parents what they can't name, but it, that that is a ridiculous name. So I'm I'm so glad for that girl that she didn't have to grow up with. And, and actually, uh, Lars Ulrich probably would have sued her anyway. Try to get some type of yeah, yeah, you know, right, exactly, <laughs> royal right. royalty or something like that. So, yep. Okay, guys, this day in 2008, you're going to find this interesting. Beyonce Knowles married Jay-Z at his New York apartment. Now, before I ask the question I wanted to ask, other than Beyonce's former bandmates and Destiny Child, Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams, you won't believe who the other two people who are at this wedding Chris Martin from Coldplay and Gwyneth Paltrow. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. So here's my question, guys. Is there a more powerful couple in the music industry than Jay-Z and Beyonce? Or has there ever been? Now, in Hollywood, we talked about maybe I thought probably the most powerful couple we just saw last week who are now lost a little bit of that power in Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. <laughs> but in music, can you think of a more, I, you know, remember there was Yoko and, 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 and John Lennon, right? you know, back in the day. It's Sonny and Cher, obviously. Sonny and Cher. No, I'm, I'm kidding halfway. But they were, they were pretty popular. <laughs> they, had, they had a variety of shows and stuff. They, were but yeah. they weren't powerful. Yeah. They were popular. No, yeah. no. I've got yeah. a couple that's not mm-hmm. as powerful as Jay-Z and, and Beyonce, but uh, Shania Twain and Mutt, is his name Mutt? Was Mutt Lang? Music- yeah, Mutt Lang. They were pretty yeah, powerful Yeah, that could have been a very powerful couple. How about Tim McGraw? and uh, Faith Hill, yeah. Faith that's Hill, another yeah. One. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, they've you been know, together they, forever. Do, they dominate music, uh, you know, the country music and in acting. They're in a lot of movies well, too. I don't know and about acting, each- but sorry. oh yeah, they're, they're both in that. They're both in that eighteen eighty three. Yeah, eighty three. The listen, story of the. I'm a big Tim McGraw fan as far as his music, but as far as him I'm as an actor, huge, I think he's, he's awesome. I love him. 
Do you? I, I totally disagree with you. But uh, oh my god, he was uh, great in The Blind Side. He was great in uh, what was the other football movie? A uh, Friday Night Lights. He was awesome. The, the drunk dad. I think I he's a great actor. Well, as long as he didn't talk, he was had played a good part. So that's why you like Blind Side. <laughs> he didn't have many speaking parts but no like i said i absolutely love his music i've been to several shows over the years he had lots of speaking parts uh but uh as far as an actor yeah i i could have named five others that would have been better than him really but yeah but no that's okay what was he in that where he was bad oh i thought he was terrible on blindside you made that as one it, um there was another movie it was more of a darker movie he was uh Tried to play of uh, Psycho. Golly, what the hell was the name of that movie? Okay, well, to each his own. Okay. Yeah. No, it's anyway, better opinion. I, 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 I would have never thought they got married in an apartment and uh, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow were there. Yeah, I find that very it, interesting. No one's more powerful than him, Keith. You're right. Beyonce, it's it's yeah. a whole other level. It's a, just a higher, beyond, beyond what anybody else has been able to do, I think. And money-wise, yeah. they're certainly yep. now... Amazing. I, I tell you who would have gave them a run for their money, though, money-wise, but they're no longer a couple. That would have been Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mm. I didn't know Kanye had surpassed the $2.3 mark. That's ridiculous. Yep. And yet he still can't pay somebody to sh help shut his mouth. Yeah, and this guy's been banned from, like, Twitter and award shows and <laughs> worth, worth billions of dollars. That's funny. Okay. Well, tells you money can't buy you everything. Can't buy your wife back, that's for sure. Nope. Not when Pete uh, okay. Davidson's in the picture. <laughs> yeah, we know. He sent a picture. <laughs> Literally in the picture. That's true. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, not too many significant uh, birthdays today. Uh, Jill Scott was born this day in 1972. If you don't know who Jill Scott is, she's a soul singer. She's an amazing, amazing voice. If you've seen the James Brown movie, Get On Up, she played his wife uh, in that movie. And uh, that was pretty much it. So we're going to get on. Oh, hey, listen, 1952, guitarist Gary Moore, who uh, was a member of Skid Row and Thin Lizzy, uh, amazing, amazing musician. He was born on this day. So happy birthday to him. So. That was pretty much it for the music, guys. Let's get on to some sports. Because obviously all the news has happened in sports over the last week where the Final Four, I enjoy watching very, very much, particularly the women's. Uh, actually, I like watching the Elite Eight and then the Final Four. Um, big fans Boy, of UConn. UConn got spanked. Big, yeah, UConn got spanked. I knew that was going to happen, though. Big fan of... Uh, Stanford and a big fan of Louisville. I love Haley Van Lith. That little blonde chick can hoot, but she got dominated the other night. She's a good friend of Kobe's and uh, was very devastated by his death. And uh, obviously, uh, South Carolina, man, the, the girls are just something else. Uh, Robinson, she's going to be something else in the next level. And they dominated last night, won the championship against UConn. But it was good to see UConn back in the championship. Gino Ariema lost his first championship. He was 11-0. and 0, And uh, he's been one heck of a coach. So, anyway, 
In the men's side, we saw Duke go down in the Final Four to North Carolina, uh, sadly, which was the last game of Coach Krzyzewski, also known as Coach K. Uh, for a while now, he has been my favorite college coach. He's been my favorite college program. And this guy is a legend. Do you guys watch men's college basketball? Are you fans of Coach K, Skinner? Oh, absolutely. Been a fan of his for a really long time. If it's not Ohio State and when it comes to college basketball, it's Duke. Yeah. I was very, very saddened to see that they lost that game. Uh, yeah, yeah very, Coach very K's. Sad. The, just think about all the men that he's groomed over the years. Oh, yeah. When you, know, when you watch men talk about him, they tear up. I don't care who it is. Right. They tear up what he's what he's meant to so, their life. And when he lost they, this game the other night, I've never seen so much disappointment in his face as I saw the other night. Right. So, that, I mean, he's not just a coach. He's a mentor. He's a, a second dad. He's somebody that people look up to. I mean, mm -hmm. it, the guy, is, like you said, he's I, legend, I don't think, is a strong enough word for him. Yeah. When they interviewed him the other night after the game, he talked about, how hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not disappearing. It is very important to see these young men get on to the next phase of their life. I thought that was really, really, really cool. You know, right. Fish fan of Coach K. I know you're a basketball yeah. guy. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have already said a lot of it there. He he's a guy that really got it. He really understood that he was in a powerful position to be a real mentor, like you say, to young men and. You think about some of the greatest coaches in any any sport. That's like they seem to get that. Certainly, John Wooden, yeah. the, you know, the winningest of all time. That he's up, he's up right. on that mound at that level. Right, Coach Dean K, Smith, so. guys like that. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, good for him. Fantastic career. Like you say, rooting for him to to win it. But yeah, they they weren't really favored to get into the Final Four, frankly, and they they found a way there. But uh, yeah, terrific career and. Just like you said, one of the best ever. Yeah, and you know we we got to give uh, props to uh, Hubert Davis, um, newly appointed head coach of North Carolina, to get that program back, you know, on track after Roy Williams left, and he had a few other uh, people step in with some issues uh, to see him make it to the to the finals back with uh, North Carolina. Uh, big time props for him. Sure. So. Okay, guys, switching sports here. A couple of big things going on in the NFL. Of course, we were all thrilled over the last few weeks with free agency. Uh, and now they had to get down to brass tacks. They had the uh, coaches meeting and, of course, the people who are on the uh, judicial board, if you will, the NFL have come up with a few new rules. Um, I don't want to call them controversial, but a lot of people have different opinions. So first, we're going to start with the biggest thing that we were left with in the divisional round of AFC playoffs. Uh, we saw two of the best teams we have ever seen, two of the best quarterback performances we have ever seen, and Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, and, of course, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, people had a salty taste in their mouth when it went to overtime and you saw Kansas City go down the field and score while Josh Allen sat on the bench and watch. Everybody was a little bit upset and thought that was what Josh Allen had gave. He deserved to have a chance to fight and get on the field, which prompted immediate looking 
uh, which they've been doing for years, into changing the overtime rules. People wanted them to go to the college format, this, this, that, that, and this. So what they have come up with is basically saying um, that the both teams will get a chance to take the field in overtime. Now, the caveat is this is only for the postseason. But um, it, it gave the majority what they want. Uh, I was one of those people who said, man, they need to fix this. They need to fix this. And I only said it because I felt like, man, if I a guy like Josh Allen who has worked on his game and a, t- a team like Buffalo who has perfected that football team after sucking so long, they deserve to go down and fight. And the only reason I said that because it stinks that it's hard to play defense nowadays. Because you can easily say, well, just play good defense. It's too hard to play defense. A good offense is going to score every single time. Penalties and whatnot. So I think both offenses deserve to say who's going to be the better one, you know, in overtime. Who's not going to tire out? Who's going to give it that extra? But I tell you this, guys, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go to you, Fish. I am not ashamed to say when I hear a different opinion and I learn something. I heard my coach, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was on the committee, boldly say, I just want to let you guys know, I don't agree with this. He's been against changing the overtime rule. He likes it like it is. And when I hear the reasons why, I said, wow, that makes sense. And he just basically said, people say, well, the other offense should get a chance to score. He goes, you know what? You have 60 minutes to do that. Sure. You had 60 minutes to not only score, but to stop them from scoring. Given extra time, is a matter of attrition, not of skill, and he's totally against it. I thought that made a lot of sense. Fish, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a great point. You know, at the same token, in an exciting playoff game like that, as a football fan, like you say, I hated to see that game end so abruptly because it was one of the greatest football games I ever saw, mm-hmm. period. That last few minutes there was some of the best Monday offensive football playoffs. you're ever going to see ever. And to have it end so abruptly was, was tough. And you raise a good point too, Keith, as far as it is, it's, it's, it's harder to play defense these days. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get out there, I, so anyways, I like to change. I think it makes the playoffs more exciting. And then nobody, nobody can say anything. It's like if you, if your yeah. team goes out there, doesn't score, it's done, it's over. And there's, there's really not much you could say. At that point, so I like it. Yep. Oh, well said, Skitter. Well, my first thought is is because it's so hard to play defense in today's football world. All the rules are geared towards the quarterback, or to protect the quarterback, to protect the wide receivers, to protect the scoring, the high scoring. You cannot have that, and then also dictate the overtime by a coin toss okay so let me get this right so what you're saying is uh, the the rules are geared towards to to protect the quarterback the rules are geared to protect receivers the gears are toward to help the offense score more points so if the offense has all that going from then the, the 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 onus should be on them to win the football game then not that the is defense. correct but you cannot dictate to me dictating the offense by a flip of a coin, and then not giving that other offense. Well, that's the what I'm saying. Same Forget opportunity. the flip of the coin. Go out and score. Yeah, you go out it's, and score a touchdown. The game's right. over. Based on the old rules, you could that right. that was that was travesty. Like you both said, and we talked about that game after it happened with Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen. 
Mm-hmm. By far the greatest football game I've ever watched, hands down. I don't think I've ever watched a better football game than that game. Right. But we all sat here in this spot and said that we had a bad taste in the mouth because of how it ended, the way it ended. We didn't want the game to end. We were so, <laughs> that game was so exciting. We were so drawn by it. Mm-hmm. And then to watch it end the way it did, we had a bad taste. So while I understand what Coach Tomlin is saying, I appreciate his opinion. I appreciate his stance. But you can't let Josh Allen sit on a bench and not have a chance to win the game. So I like the way the rule is. I hope it makes it fair for both teams. In the same token, win it in the first 60 minutes so you don't go into overtime. Right. I'm, I'm only for it for the simple fact. I'm just going to say I'm only for it for the simple fact. I don't like all the, the, the penalties that the defense gets. And so that's the only reason I'm for it. Because if it wasn't for that, there's other things you got to think about. Because you play longer like that, you risk injury. Injury, yeah, no, I get no, it. You, nobody wants to see Mahomes or Josh Allen get hurt in a situation like that. Then couldn't play in the championship game the next week. So, you know, there's there's a lot weighing on both sides. Fish? I was going to say, the NFL is probably the greatest league in the sense of them understanding that it's a television show. That you're going to get viewers, people's going to stay tuned in. When you oh, they figure that out, yeah. When yeah, when you make these rule changes and all that, it's it just makes the game more exciting. It keeps the fans around. It keeps the revenue coming in. Blah 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 blah. Not many other leagues have really quite figured that out yet. That you need to entertain people at home watching this product. Basketball's pretty Mm -hmm. close, but. Baseball's in in years and years and years away. I criticize the league about, but I'm also Mm going to give them credit for. You know, they took a lot of certain blocks and hits out of the game, but at the same time, they were promoting off of those hits. You know what I'm saying? They were using those hits Mm -hmm. in commercials and advertisements and things like that. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, while there's concussion protocol and blah, 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 you can't hit touch the head, touch the helmet. But they did flip it, and now they they focus on advertising scoring, mm-hmm. amazing catches, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They understand this is entertainment. We look at it as a sport. The, the players look at it as a sport. The NFL looks at this as entertainment, and the more you entertain, the more money you're going to make. That's it. Yep. yep. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys. Pop culture. Take it away, Fish. All right. Okay, we did have an unfortunate uh, passing here. We'll start there real quick here. Uh, over the weekend, Estelle Harris, 93 years of age, uh, passed away. Uh, best known in her role as George Costanza's mother on Seinfeld. So I thought the pairing of her and Jerry Stiller as George's parents, the three of them together, when they were in a scene together, it was just oh, like man. stop stop everything. It was so like Dynamic. believable and you could see it's just how George turned out the way he did and all that stuff. So terrific actress. She was also the voice of the Mrs. Potato Head and the Toy Story franchise. She was known for that as well. But I don't know. I love Seinfeld. I know I know Skinner. I know you do at least love Seinfeld. But uh I just thought she was terrific in, in, in it. So rest in peace, Estelle. Any any thoughts on Estelle Harris, uh, Keith? Listen, this is so weird. That, well, I don't want to say weird. It sucks she passed away. I had no idea until you told us. 
and, yep. and, and the post, our pre-meeting. Um, I just was having a conversation with my sister last night about Seinfeld. And I was telling her about different episodes. She's cracking her. I got to start watching that show. I said, I'm telling you, I never watched it when it was out. When it went into syndication, I said, I started watching it. It is one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. I said, but it's the kind of show where you got to understand the characters. You got to understand their quirks mm-hmm. and this and that. It is, I said, it's total genius. And I just said last night, I said, you know, Jerry's the star. Kramer's the goofy guy. I said, but there's, Costanza's the, is the main yes. dude. Yes. The Costanza and his family, that is what makes that show rock. Uh, you are so right. When those three were in a scene together, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. You understand why he's the way he is. Can you imagine him as a kid? You know, George! Yeah. Oh, George, what are you doing? <laughs> I come home, and you're using your body for an amusement oh, park. <laughs> what a great episode that was. Oh, my well, God. that was the best. But he was total genius. I loved her. I'm a huge Jerry Stiller fan. He was brilliant in that. He was uh, brilliant in uh, King of Queens. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, to get all three of them together was amazing. And uh, rest in peace to Stell. Skinner, any words on Ms. Harris? Uh, we could talk all day about Seinfeld. You guys all know that I'm a huge fan. I think I even told you guys the story. I introduced Michael Jr. to Seinfeld when he was a young teen. Mm-hmm. And I had the box set of the VHS tapes. And that kid wore out those tapes because he just... Would go to his room, stick one in a VCR, and he would watch an entire season. If I didn't say, "Hey, son, you got to go to school the next day," he absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, sh- I-, I can't say any more than what you guys already said. Those three in the room were brilliant. Yeah, you There's know, no there's been so many spinoffs from shows. She didn't get enough screen time. The Costanza should have been a spinoff. Oh man, wow! The Costanza yeah. should have been a spinoff. Yeah, I had to watch that all day long. Oh, but so many great episodes. You know, when when her and 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 uh, Mister Costanza split up, and she went and got uh, what she get some uh, eye job or something. Oh, <laughs> yo, my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and she's yo, like, this I'm is out there. And George's like, you're not out there because I'm out there. And if I run into you out there, there's not enough electric voltage to shock me back into coherence. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those conversations I wish Junior was on with us because he had a lot to say about it too. Oh yeah, I bet, man. Just, just great. I, I'm really disappointed they didn't get a spinoff from that show. Thanks, Fish. That was a great. Yeah, story. that would been great. I mean, those, those two with Seinfeld's bad, parents would have been a terrific oh, in the, in the retirement yes. the community or something. They would were have been a mess terrific. too. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Oh, that uh, retirement wow. community. Uh, season was pretty damn funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We did actually have an award show this weekend that you did not hear anything negative about. Yeah. Yes, indeed. We had the Grammys uh, last evening. So we're shooting this on Monday, April the 4th. We had the Grammys last night, and it seemed to be just a normal awards show with the red carpet and the artists and good performances and everything else. Trevor Noah hosted. He didn't make a couple of jokes about the slap and all that, but just very quick and kept things moving. Um, John Batiste won album of the year honors with we are and the seventies funk of silk Sonic. So that's that super group with, uh, uh, 
gosh, uh, Bruno Mars and a couple other artists got together and made this like funky 70s type, very talented group though. So if you haven't heard any of Silk, no, uh, Bruno's so, in it. Yeah. yeah, go check them out. Uh, and they did, you know, they, they won a bunch of awards. They, they say they won all four categories they were nominated in last evening. So pretty cool. And another, uh, note, Tony Bennett, 95 years of age, who retired from performing last year because of Alzheimer's. Wow. He extended his record as the artist with the most traditional pop vocal album wins with 14. He won for. Love for Sale, a duet album with Lady Gaga, who performed with him on his final performance. I yes. thought that was uh, nice to mention as well. But just that's it. Just a normal award show. Pretty cool. Nothing more to speak about than that. A lot of good moments. I did like, uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out uh, John Batiste's uh, uh, acceptance speech. Uh, very, very good. He basically said, listen, in my opinion, there is no best album or artists or anything like that mm -hmm. the the world of the arts is subjective and there is no the best it's just basically what you like be yourself it was a very 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 good speech uh so yeah check that out out there if you have not uh, not seen that so that's it really with the grammys any thoughts on the grammys i didn't watch it personally i'm not boycotting it i watched other stuff but uh i know a lot of people are still fans but uh any thoughts on the Grammys at all? Anything you heard or just like, nah, happy it was normal and that's it. Skinner, any thoughts on the Grammys? I'm not a awards show fan at all, whether it's music, whether it's Hollywood. Uh, I did see something about uh, uh, Marilyn Manson won a Grammy. I was not aware that he even had anything new out. I but did not see that. Here? Something real quick about, uh, I think it was on Yahoo News that uh, Marilyn Manson won an award last night for whatever reason. I don't know what it was. I didn't go into the story. It just was a quick, quick alert. But I thought that was interesting. Um, my problem with the Grammys being a metalhead that we all are is there's not enough categories or not enough mentions for our genre of music. Agree. That's why I don't watch the Grammys. I don't watch any of these music shows because it's predominantly hip hop pop r&b you know and, and that's fine but when you exclude my favorite genre which is heavy metal and 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 rock i, I tend not to listen just not pulling the viewers i guess yeah. keith any thoughts on the grammys yeah um you should be able to have to stream it instead of taking up prime time television put something more interesting Ah, that's a good point. Put something more interesting on, like the mating rituals of the aardvark. Um, <laughs> I I didn't watch a single episode of it or a minute of it. Uh, I detest the Grammys. I think the acts are usually horrible. The winners are usually horrible. Um, these people today, like some of the winners last night, like Doja Cat. I've been hearing that name for a while. I looked her up. This chick's horrible. She can't sing a lick. It's just fluff, you know, TNA is all it is. Look at my boob job, and it's just ridiculous. I'm, I'm totally disgusted by it today. He muted himself. He censored himself. <laughs> I am totally disgusted by today's. Nope. nope. 
keeps going into mute. I don't know why. Sorry, You're censoring yourself. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm cursing everybody. No, just kidding. I absolutely <laughs> disgust it. By that's a setting music. on the microphone by the These old, the old man, no, just old man sitting on the microphone, yes. going into mute. I'm sick of all this bull, yep. all these mother. But no, uh, they aren't the fat boys. That's for sure. Ain't no fat boys that much right now. Darn it! God darn it! Uh, yeah, I'm just disgusted. All these artists wanted to, to conform to this pop, uh, pop lifestyle. I think it's disgusting. I saw Taylor Swift do a, a country song the other day. Everybody forgot Taylor Swift started off as a country artist, and I saw her do a song with somebody. I forget who it was, and as they have a video out, and I tell you what, it was just freaking awesome. She sounded amazing, and like, why wish she would leave this pop crap alone and go back to doing country music because she's extremely talented but she wants to be like you know rihanna and everybody else um this group who's the group from japan uh btk or whatever yep. they're like a mm -hmm. bunch of little sissy boys i can't stand all that crap so i don't watch the grammys at all um little punks with makeup on i was trying to be so hard like stop it you know what uh i talked to my uncle sam last night uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Sam Moore, the great Sam and Dave, um, a Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. And he was like, are you watching the Grammys? He likes to talk about all the people that he's friends with or whatever, especially the older people. And I really don't care. So, no, I didn't watch it at all. But I will say this much. Um, I do appreciate uh, some of the real artists that actually write music and, and, and can perform, like Bruno Mars, um, that do show up on there. But uh, no, I didn't watch anything. And I'm with Skinner. There's nothing over there to interest me. They don't include stuff we like. So whatever. I'll be interested, uh, Skinner. Maybe get, uh, I'll have to ask Peyton as well, but maybe get the kids, get our kids' opinions. Maybe we'll, cut, maybe we'll okay. mention that uh, up, uh, next episode or something like that. If they I know for idea. a fact. Now, Allie's daughter, Marlo, is, is 16, and she loves the Grammys. She loves the whole thing about it. She loves a lot of the artists that's there. She loves, like, Billie Eilish, who performed on there. And it definitely keeps her interest in some of these acts. Now, that's, that's her. But I'm interested because, you know, our kids are... Obviously, we have a wide range. Skinner's, got, older than that. Skinner's got a, a wide range from like I think three years old to thirty years old <laughs> kids, something like that. Skinner's got be a interested six to month, get six month to thirty five yeah. year old, something like that. Yeah, All so right, I'm interested my to last get, get one get is the, going to be of age here in five, yeah, right, in four whatever, months, whatever, whatever. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, so Marcy's pregnant. <laughs> oh gosh, don't wish that on us whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Ooh, yes, indeed. Oh throw, a, throw, a, throw a newborn over at the Skinner house. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Boy. That'd be see, like, we have newborns here. We send them back home with their mom. Oh, yes. yeah, that's the beauty of it, right? That's yes. that's a way to do it. That's the way to do it. All right, so uh, with the slap last week, obviously we talked about that a lot in our last episode. So if you have not listened to that and you're listening to this one, go back and check that out. Uh, some pretty, uh, you know, passioned uh, opinions on that. Uh, but hey, uh, hey, fish. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I one thing I did want to say though, I am definitely going to look up that speech by yes. Matisse. Uh, yeah. I totally love that. That is my opinion. There is no such word as best in a world of individuals. I totally feel the same way. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely want to catch that speech. Yeah, definitely check that out. Very classy and articulate and everything else. Uh, so with the repercussions from the slap last week, it still continues to make the news. Uh, no surprise there. So 
Since we last shot, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy of Motion Picture Artists and Sciences. Probably felt that, or they, it smells like they probably approached him and said, mm, we're going to kick you out or you can resign. You probably don't want to get kicked out because some of the list of, it's a short list of names who's been kicked out is, you know, you're talking like Roman Polanski and very Al notorious, <laughs> just notorious Hollywood <laughs> figures. You don't want to be Meyer. on that list. Yeah. I can't remember who it is, but it's, 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 an, it's a pretty notorious list that you don't want to be a part of uh, that's got kicked out of there. And some of his current projects are slowing down. I'm not saying anybody's canceling him or it's not cancel culture or stuff like that necessarily, but a lot of turmoil and different things going on. So some of his current projects like uh, Bad Boys 4 uh, has been slowed for the time being. So it's probably just a lot of distraction and everything else for these productions that they're sort of yeah, easing back a little bit here. Let this kind of blow over. I think Will Smith that's will be. That's what it is. They're going to let yeah. it blow over. Sure. Listen, if Bad Boys 4 can make some money, it's going to come out. You know sure. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let things die down. Um, I'll say this. First of all, I'm totally disgusted at the people uh, defending Will Smith. I'm not saying nobody has the right doesn't have the right to defend him, but I'm, I really would like to slap people that people that I respect, like Denzel. You know, with his stupid comments, who are we to condemn? How about the law? That's who we are. You know what right. I'm saying? How about the fact that we can't slap somebody like that in public? That's who we are. So, rightfully so, this guy. Should be getting what what he what he gets, and for all these people who think it's it's a fake, and I've seen some interesting footage and angles, and makes you question it. But this is why I say I don't think this was anything fake. Why would you risk being maligned like this? Exactly, exactly. Why would you? You had to know that would happen. So that, there's no way this was fake, in my opinion. Nope, nope. Skinner, any thoughts on any of this as far as the backlash and anything else? No, it's expected. You know. Marcy still has a huge, uh, you know, strong opinion that she has more respect for him for sticking up for his wife. For that aspect, she doesn't agree how he did it. Should have been done behind closed doors, etc. But she's like, you know, she takes a stance that that's a man sticking up for his wife, and I have more respect for him as an actor, as a person. Did she watch that? He wasn't. He was laughing at her. I, she saw it all, and she, that's her opinion. I, you know, I'm not. not it's not me to. To judge or to try to change her mind on that, I'd just say, okay, honey, you know, I understand this is, but both are going to have backlash with this. You know, there are going to be those that are going to criticize Chris Rock for crossing a line on a joke over somebody who has a medical condition, but at the same time, you got Will Smith um, assaulting somebody on public television that's all over the world. So. Chris Rock's uh, tickets really sold. His tickets sold like wildfire. Yeah, on his, do you really uh, think Chris Rock's yeah. going to get anything for that joke? No, I mean, nothing think like, about it. You think about what like Chappelle says no. and all these other people. I mean, listen. The one thing I've learned in this life. Let's take our our our, our dear friend. We're, we 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 call ourselves the Four Musketeers. The fourth one is, is Coach Cooper, who obviously uh, not able to do the show because of the schedule. Now, Coop and I have been best friends for a long time. And for years, there was one thing that aggravated me about him. When I had an issue going on and I told him about it, the first thing that came out of his mouth was a joke. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, 
need to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you what. I learned to appreciate him because he taught me something. The ability to not take myself so seriously. And it eased a lot of angst. It eased a lot of tension. It le- it eased a lot of would, what would be anxiety and depression. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if we don't learn to laugh at ourselves, we'll never be able to function in this world. And I refuse to believe somebody like Jada, who's been in Hollywood all these years, you've had to hear all the short jokes and the this jokes and the that jokes. How about your stupid kid dressing up like a little girl and he's a guy? You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, you can't take a joke that wasn't directly at you. It was really directed at you looking like a character from a movie. I just have a hard time dealing with that. Speaking of Coach Coop. They celebrated their 23rd anniversary yes, this Yes, they weekend, did. So congratulations yep. to them. Yes, absolutely. Definitely a model of a strong marriage, that's for sure. Okay, we got about uh, two minutes. So there's a lot of stuff that happened this week in the world of pop culture. We'll come back to some of these other topics later, but we would not we would be remiss if we did not say and recognize the fact. Now, today is, again, the April the 4th. Today, back in 1968, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on that day. So uh, obviously a heavy topic, but we do want to pause and remember him. So uh, Keith, thoughts on Dr. King? Anything you want to say here? I know you mentioned uh, you uh, wanted to yeah. say something. Go ahead, please. Obviously, I wasn't born uh, when that happened. Um, and I love when I watch these movies that document uh, certain times in our country's history and they put a lot of time and thought into it it helps you feel what it was like at that moment i've seen so many different movies uh dream girls or or whatever uh even the the nwa movie straight out of compton uh and all these different movies that highlight uh moments like that and then when they highlight the the dr king shooting or the james brown movie get on up um that highlights when dr king got shot and it is just gripping. It is amazing how it captivated a nation. And I teach music history to to kids. And when we got to the music that came out of the civil rights movement, one of the important things that I wanted them to see and point out that you don't see, I wanted them to see the white people that protested, the white people that stood up and said no more. Um, the, the media wants you to think that all oh, the white people were bad, blah, 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 blah. And it's not the case. There were so many white people that said, you know what? We're sick of this crap. But they didn't know about it until it was put on television. And that's what made the difference. And though it was terrible, this man lost his life. But it highlighted something that was going on that a lot of people in the country did not know about. And when they saw this, they stood up. And they stood with, 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 with blacks and others and said, we're not going to have any more of this. So that death is, was just tragic and it was terrible, but it meant a lot and it did a lot. And I, I tell them, I said, the people that I call my friends are probably the people that back then would have been marching along with Dr. King, including you too. Absolutely. Very well said, ma'am. Well, not going to say anything better than that, to Skinner. So why don't we uh, end on that note, sir? Please, you want to take us out, please? Yep, another week down the down the hatch. Uh, for Brian Fisher, 
Keith Porter. I'm Michael Skinner. We are the guys from It Came From Gen X. We appreciate you. We appreciate your listening. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, and while we're going all quick announcements, on April 21st, that is a Thursday, at Lou's Tavern in Maslin, I will be performing with the great Eric Brooke and Al McKenzie, who was the bass player for the band Firehouse. So if you, right. anybody wants to come on out, come on out. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Firehouse just got off tour. Al came home and said, hey, let's do this. We did a show Christmas, and it went over so great that they wanted to get us back again. So April 21st at Lou's in Maslin. Put some on our good. Facebook page too, Keith. Very good. Awesome. All right, All right folks, stay strong. Thank you.